Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hello, hello, everyone. What's up? Hello. How's it going? We are marching into spring. I, I Sorry, like we're always talking about spring, but like, come on, we're so like lovesick about. <gasps> oh my God, it's so amazing. I know, it's but so we have amazing. to mix it up a bit for the listeners. We're I getting know. a bit dull now. I know, we're getting a bit dull. All we ever do is talk about the weather and how much we want sunshine. I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, maybe just this, this is our we last look- week. Officially yeah. turned into like middle-aged women now. I I totally am, but I'm a cougar, <laughs> so that's like the special. <laughs> Shout out to to my friend. Uh, he is like me and my other uh, friend back in uh, Delhi. Total cougars, like but amazingly, like the really awesome, the awesome kinds. What yeah. was that program that um, Courtney Cox was in where she was a cougar? Oh, What's it called? Can you remember? No, and that big oh. massive giant. Um, <laughs> Glasses of wine. <laughs> mm. I can't remember what it was called. No, neither can I. But I know what you're talking about. It was hilarious. She's like right? the quintessential cougar. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, Very beautiful. Funny. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. how are how are you doing? What's going on over the pond? Well. I'm good, but I'm a little bit annoyed and I don't get annoyed very often. You do not. I'm kind of like, and I'm also not very good at then kind of sharing the annoyance because then I think, oh, well, I'm sure people didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I'm a bit too level three with it all and maybe I need oh, some more anger, level two kind of yeah. anger. Yeah. yeah. Can you share any details? So I placed an order for a piece of furniture, de- a new desk. Oh, in January. What? January, what? I tell you, right? Now, there was a problem with the order and it, the payment didn't go through properly. So mm-hmm. I thought, right, I'm just going to ring the shop. I'm going to double check that I've got this order and the payment has gone through. I said, no, there's been a payment failure. You're right to kind of ring up. So I said, right, can I make a payment over the phone then? So I made a payment over the phone, got a text message back straight away that said your payment's been accepted. Mm-hmm. Then nothing. Tumbleweed. Oh. Now, I have rung this company three times. Three times, Anna. And then today they tell me, oh no, it looks like your order was never placed. No, but there's money that left your account. Yeah, but I've rung three times as well. How how do we just know on this occasion that it hasn't been placed? Why didn't we know on the time before that and the time before that and the time before that? I once had to call the IRS six times an hour wait each time to finally... Like, if the... If the IRS can fuck things up. Yeah, I know, but they're notoriously shocking, right? Like, yeah. this is this is a furniture shop. This, this is what they do for a living. Yeah. People bring in or order online, they buy something and they deliver it. I know, right? Like that should be the thing. So wait, but it's this isn't a scam though, right? right? It's not where they just took your money and ran? No, no. It's a legitimate business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been scammed. <laughs> Okay, good. No, but like, I that's the first place my mind goes to. Okay, but they know so where it is I've now? Wrote, well, they've, no, they've had to place another order. So obviously I wrote a very strong email that wasn't that strong. <laughs> I just said, I'm a little bit frustrated and this is very disappointing. Oh, that sounds like really scathing. It's not at all, is it? Oh. I just, I haven't got it in me to like totally give out to somebody about it. Right. But yeah, I'm a bit like, 
I mean, it's just incompetence, right? Yeah. <gasps> anyway, oh, that, is that was really my frustrating. drama for the week. That's really frustrating. And you get, you let your anger fly as much as Sarah's anger does fly. Well, yeah, I'm not really a very angry person, to be honest. So yeah. I kind of feel like I should be more, more angry and annoyed by this. I mean, this is something that like we realize, like as coaches, right? We can see when our clients are being used, right? Yeah. Because the thing is, is, like nobody has enough time in the day. So they're going to see like what's right in front of my face and who's mm. making the most noise. What squeaky wheel needs the grease now? So the thing is, you have to kind of make yourself a squeaky wheel. Otherwise, you will wait. Yeah. And it's not to say you pull that no. all the time. I've been waiting quite that a long you time. You have been waiting for three months for this Three, three months. That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Oof, okay. Anyway, That's in two weeks' time, I should be the proud owner of a new desk. Mm, that'd be awesome. Is this desk going to be the new podcast desk? Like, will you be It will be it? the new podcast what? desk. Watch it turn up now and I don't like it. Oh, because you're now three months older. Your tastes well, were different. <laughs> I don't think I'm that pickle. That was so like, you know, winter 2023. I just, we're oh, now into summer. It's just yeah. different season. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, let's see if this desk ever arrives. Anyway. So this will be the new relationship the desk of love. It oh. will be the new relationship desk of love. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> So skipping to that desk, what's going on at the relationship desk of love? Okay, let's <laughs> you're so do like, that. You're chomping at the bit. I love the way oh, you did that. Very smooth. It. Wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you like to know the six signs that you are getting too comfortable in your relationship? Uh, yes. As I go into <laughs> flashbacks, <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, man. So it starts off by saying... Um, so you want to feel comfortable in your relationship, but of course, could you be too comfortable? And the answer is yes, mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. So it goes on to talk about kind of divorce rates and um, kind of how, you know, uh, divorces are growing and we want to kind of look at ways to try and stop relationships from separating. And apparently getting too comfy is one of those. Mm-hmm. So the first thing on the list is you stop dating each other. Like, Yes. Remember the flannel PJs that we talked about last week? (laughs) I'm having a flashback. Maybe that's maybe that's at the bottom of the list. You started wearing flannel flannel PJs, PJs, right? It's the beginning of the end. Yeah, it's the fifth nail in the coffin of the Gottman Institute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I do have a slight issue with this whole kind of like date night and just how it's become so kind of Mm. popularized. Mm -hmm. However. The underlying message is you can't have a relationship unless you can take some time out to connect in whatever shape or form that is. Bingo. So you've got to want to spend time with each other, people. And a few weeks ago, like I shared how one of my clients actually uses discussions around career and they really Mm. take what their spouse says with a huge, like huge consideration and respect. Yeah. They're not you know, playing like mini golf on a date, they are sitting together, spending time, and they're actually appreciating each other and respecting each other's professional yeah. and intellectual views. That's a huge, that is a date night. Yeah, absolutely. It's a departure from the everyday. You connect in on an intellectual level. Oh, I'm getting hot just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You can tell where we get our kicks. Oh my God. I'm like, what? <laughs> Never mind your flannel VJs. <gasps> tell you. Intellectual connection. Like a good, deep conversation. Oh Thank my you very much. God, I feel like I need to like open a window. Mm-hmm. Spoken like a true relationship coach. There you go, right? <laughs> totally. Uh, so yes, 
So, um, so don't stop dating each other mm-hmm. in whatever shape or form that comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one, so again, kind of linked to this is you're spending time together, but you are not engaging with one another. Mm. Transactional, 100%. Yeah. So it says some couples think that as long as you're spending time together, it counts as time spent. But if you're both on your phones or computer and you're not actually engaging with each other, you're not spending any proper time together. And if you're running the transactional household lists and doing like your, you know, weekly stand-up meeting with your mm. team, that is not quality time. That's just talking about household logistics. Doesn't count. Yeah. 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 Number three, you put off important conversations. Oh, which relates mm. to our our lovely listener last week too, right? Like yeah. burying your hand in the sand. There's something brewing here, but I'm going to put this off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it says one of the keys to any lasting relationship, whether romantic or otherwise, is to have open and honest communication. Too often, couples feel safe and comfortable in a relationship and will put off having the hard conversations. Mm -hmm. When couples start to avoid having those hard conversations, things can go downhill very quickly. Word. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love number four. Mm -hmm. You take each other for granted. Mm. Oh my God, that feels like a knife to the heart. Oh, I know. I know. Felt that one. Okay. (laughs) I was just in the dentist chair this morning and I'm like, oh yeah, that just felt like the drill just went a bit (laughs) too close. (gasps) Okay. So yeah, taking for granted. Tell us more. Well, this is what happens though in relationships, isn't it? We get kind of super comfy and we kind of think, well, partner knows that I'm grateful. Um, Mm -hmm. My partner knows that I love them. Mm -hmm. a partner knows I think they're special no 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 exactly (laughs) you know we need to reiterate this Mm -hmm. so it says maybe your partner makes you a coffee every morning okay cup of tea yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do always say thank you for my cup of tea though oh have you know Mm -hmm. um it says comfort comes with a sense of security but you need to make sure that some that that same sense of security isn't being taken advantage of and that you don't stop caring about your partner Pay attention to the things that your partner does for you that they don't have to and actively listen and make sure that they, that you recognize those moments. A little thank you goes a long way. Mm, Nice. Okay. (laughs) Easy to forget, but. Like the MTA in New York City, if you see something, say something, which I say, if you feel something, say something. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) May seem obvious, tis not. Exactly. Yeah. Number five. You assume you know everything they think and feel. Oh, good God. (laughs) Sarah, your eyes wide are like, it's like you've seen a ghost. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is just so true, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how many times do we kind of, we'll play something back or we'll share something? Because we're trying to reiterate that we understand that person. Mm. But actually, a lot of the time we don't. 100%. Yeah. So it said you know each other on a deep level, but even the strongest of couples can't know exactly what each other is feeling and thinking at all times. This can be a problem. When couples get so comfortable with each other that they stop checking in, it's important to remember that we change and evolve as people and so do our thoughts and feelings. Mm. The next time you catch yourself assuming that how your partner might feel, try asking a question. Growing together, not apart. Mm. 
You remember that old adage, like, if you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Yes. Yes. I was always told that when I was young by my mother. Yeah. I've never, ever forgotten it. Yeah. At the time, didn't have a clue what she was talking about. Just thought she was batty as hell. But <laughs> uh, she probably was. Twenty-five years later, I'm yeah. like, yeah, right, right. Now you're spouting <laughs> it off to an audience of people around the world. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah, indeed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Final um, piece of advice here. Mm-hmm. So. Your communication consists of logistics and not life. Mm. I think we could have written this article, Anna. I think. Seriously. Everything we've been talking about. A lot of it from personal experience. Yes, totally. Totally, 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 totally. Logistics. So it says, when did you last text your partner just to say you were thinking of them? Mm -hmm. For many couples, especially those with children, their conversation is dominated by arranging schedules and to-do lists, figuring out who's going to do what, where and what time. So then goes on to say um, that tells us it's starting to feel a little bit like you're texting your roommate and not Mm. your spouse. Put greater focus on understanding your partner's needs and don't be afraid to restructure your relationship to do the things with intention and purpose. Yeah. And because I like a little saucy fun, I'm just going to say, never stop sexting each other. If that's what you've done before, <laughs> never stop. Never se- stop sending a little naughty picture or something. Like there's no way to like misinterpret a boob shot as like, could you make sure that Johnny is picked up at school, right? It is completely <laughs> apropos of nothing. And it just gets you out of the, oh my God. Yes. Oh. It just, nothing says I love you than a little not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been saucy in a while, Sarah. <laughs> She's like, please, Larry. I just wanted a little play. sauciness. Please. Just a little sauciness. Okay. You I'm, can play. I, I'm back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> After having so, recently discovered. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Well, it's good to, to know the sides of your life that excite you the most and share those with your partner. Hmm. Well stated. <laughs> well, I think we could have written that article. Oh, Seriously. Nice. I don't think there's a single thing in there that I could disagree with. No. There's no flannel pajamas in that article. <laughs> Not a single bear. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I approve. Jordi Lass and Doc Sass approves of this message. That has got the seal of approval. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, man. All right. Okay, shall we uh, go to a hot topic and I will warm up? <laughs> Let's go for it. Today's hot topic. Would you marry yourself? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh my god no no <laughs> so, so i asked my mom on this question uh-huh. and he said yeah of course i would <laughs> of course of course wouldn't wouldn't everybody say yes <laughs> that i love men i love men so hard like, I love wow. he's like wow. such a treat i am to the female population like of course i would like what's and wrong? then not only not only he didn't stop there, I have to say. Oh, oh. because then for the <laughs> for the rest of the evening he continued to tell me about all the reasons why he would be a good catch for himself. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. 
Oh my God. I love this. I love this so much. There, and, and I'm not being sarcastic. I really love this because I coach a lot of men, right? And I just love, I love the way they think. I love like if you, if there's no judgment and they're able to actually share what they're thinking and feeling, like it's really cool stuff that comes out. Oh, it's a no judgment zone, I tell you. <laughs> what was his like unique selling point number one? Like what was the... Oh, he had, he had many. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that stood out as exemplary? I think it was the multiple. Um, it was it was the list. It was the um, and the fact that he could then kept kind of like pause in, which the you know the topic would move on to something else, and then he'd come back and he'd go, oh, and another thing. Oh. So he's obviously kind of you know he put a lot of thought and effort into why he was a catch for himself. But you know what's really cool about that is because he's like, I'm really proud about how I show up in a relationship. That is really cool with himself though. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Well, but he's obviously looking at how he shows up in the relationship with you and, you know, extrapolating that to how he would show up for himself. Yeah. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Sarah's like, "Mm." (laughs) no, it was, it was funny. It was very sweet. Oh my God. I love this. I love this. All right. All right. So it seems to be an an audience divided. What do you think? I think, I think, yeah, I think the audience would definitely be split on this. You know, there was this phenomena in, I can't remember if it was China or Japan, it was in that kind of region where um, kind of marriage rates were falling, people were um, just not really, you know, having that kind of connection and that opportunity to get married. And it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't at the same level. But these women were determined that they were still going to get married and they actually went through a full ceremony to get married to themselves. Oh my gosh, I think I heard about this. And they had the cake and the dress <gasps> and they went through this whole um, ceremony. Oh, oh wow. I don't know why that's bringing up some interesting stuff. That's really beautiful. I mean, it really is like the ultimate, not the ultimate, but a very strong symbol of, of being connected to yourself and having that relationship with our self, which we, we strive for. Mm. it's so funny though i you know in in as much as i want to be a complete human being there is the yin yang symbol that i Mm. like when i'm my best it is it is being a whole and complete person it's being with another person yeah and then the really cool part of the symbol is that there's a little bit of you in them and a little bit of them in you yeah so i'm just saying that anyways okay yeah no look i get that okay as humans we are we're designed to be together we're designed to be with other human beings we're gregarious we thrive off each other we um we know that people who are not in long-term relationships um struggle you know with kind of greater mental health loneliness we know that you will have a longer life expectancy if you're in a healthy relationship if you're a man it doesn't hold up for women Oh yeah. <laughs> men's lives are men have greater longevity when they're not single because you know what oh. men do with themselves when we're glad they're single. We're enhancing their lives. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But women are actually, if anything, it's neutral and possibly uh, um, a slight um, negative influencer of our longevity. But there's all of these kind of positive aspects though that actually lean to the fact that we should be in relationships mm-hmm. and we are designed to be connected if not just for procreation, to Mm -hmm. carry on the world's population. Mm. But then the flip side of this, if this question really, would you marry yourself? For me, the underlying question there is, do I love myself enough? Do I see 
enough of my positive qualities mm. to think that, yeah, do you know what? I am a good catch and mm. I would deserve to be with me. Or it's the underlying part of this, this topic really is what are the kind of positive aspects of me and do I, you know, have I got those so that this isn't really about being in a relationship with yourself, mm. but I think it is about valuing yourself enough so that in any relationship you can say, well, actually, yes, hmm. I do give to this relationship. Mm. Yes. Funny, I had a different take, which is, would you marry yourself? Meaning, and my reaction was like, oh, my God, uh, unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think it's because like, you know, it's glass half empty, half glass half full. I'm just very aware of the things that are still in progress, like the construction mm. signs up, like any given day in Toronto is like half of the city is closed down by, you know, construction and sloppy orange signs. And that's mm. where I'm at right now, which is is, wow, there's just so much work underway. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that's where I go is like, you know, where am I at um, making myself habit <laughs> habitable, livable, I suppose. But then I guess if you were going to flick that a little bit and just look at it from a different, through a different lens, would that not be to say that, well, hell yes, I would marry me because I am the type of person that is continually wanting to challenge mm. myself, wanting to grow, wanting to look at some of the areas that maybe I'm not showing up as my best in mm. and I want to do something about that. We are all flawed as human beings. Mm. None of us are perfect. That's so true. I I think you're right. And I think that if we could, if, if my construction zones were just a little bit more dynamic in terms of being cleared up, unlike in the city of Toronto, where like Eglinton has been shut down for like some two decades for like the, insta yeah, if, if I could be just doing some faster work, that's the thing. If I'm moving at things at a steady pace and it's not just the same old closed down road, I can't get away from like the traffic analogies in, in Toronto. I think it's, <laughs> it's cause like the spring has happened and it's just like, you know, stalled after stalled construction product projects. Mm. And it's just anyways. So anybody from Toronto who knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're taken to town and trying to uh, um, well, get in your troublesome way. I mean, and that's where I'm like, is the city trying to be better or are they just kind of, you know, starting projects and not finishing them? So I guess what I endeavor to do mm. is to start projects, but finish them. Mm. So be growing, be better, but also completing the project and not having a bunch of, uh, you know, half finished stuff lying around my, my heart, I suppose I could say. Yeah. 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 So but that's commendable. Yeah. Well, yes. And, and it's funny that I went there. So now where you went is, do I see myself as lovable? Do I see myself? Cause like the unconditional love, the lack of mm. feeling like you're worthy of unconditional love is the thing that roots behind your anxious and avoidant attachment styles yeah. is, the most beautiful line in a film that I've ever heard, which really made me kind of stop and think. And it was just one of those kind of aha moments for me was um, this line. In the, and I think I've shared it on the podcast before, but it's the line is people love you because they love you and that's it. Mm. So it's not about kind of, you know, because you're kind of always doing something for somebody else mm. or um, that kind of people pleasing aspect or any of those things people love you because they love you and part of that is we accept who you are mm. no matter what mm. okay so if somebody were kind of like me like would you marry yourself and be like oh I don't know dicey um what would be your 
advice to somebody who's ambivalent about whether, like, who has that similar reaction, who doesn't have your partner's reaction. In fact, your partner's reaction is the best. Like, absolutely. (laughs) And here's why. Let me give you my 21-point manifesto. That's amazing. I think he was pulling out a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, I love it. I love it. If I hadn't stopped him. That's confidence, man. That's confidence. In fact, for all I know, he might be preparing his presentation right now. Very well. I've had some additional thoughts and I have about 20 minute, you know, like 15 slide deck. I've got got another three hours to add to this. Yeah, exactly. I've hired a videographer to, you know, (laughs) and a screenwriter. As much as I kind of laugh and joke about it, you know, it is about kind of really doubling down on where you think your positives are. Like, Mm. what is it that you think you bring to a relationship? What is it that I'm really good at? What are my endearing characteristics? Mm. You know, we start to focus on some of those things. We talked the other week about, you know, focusing on strengths in your relationship. It's important to Mm. focus on kind of what strengths you bring as well. Mm. And, you know, if I was going to kind of get married to myself or if I'm kind of indeed already married, like Mm. what is it that I'm bringing to the relationship? Where is it that I, you know, this just simply wouldn't work if I wasn't this way? Mm. Oh, actually, that's a lovely way of saying it. It's a lovely way of thinking about your strengths in a way of like, Mm. how would this not work um, if you were not this way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, and, and actually that brings up a point. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to be worked on, but I do in, I do appreciate my enthusiasm and in it to win it. Yeah. That is exactly. an asset. No matter how hard the road goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all working on things. This, if you're not, you're standing still, you're stagnating. You know, we've all got areas where we kind of, you know, want to tune up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Now you just like triggered like out on the lake, man, with a strong headwind, if you are not p- paddled on the water, you are going backwards as I was two weeks ago. Holy crap. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing like a good blustery nature to remind you like you, you have to always be doing work. Otherwise you will be yeah. shoved backwards. Oh, for sure. But it links as well to that, um, to the, uh, love desk and, you know, not taking things for granted. Hmm. Mm. See more about that actually. So if we kind of just rest on our laurels and just, because on one hand, we do want to, we want to be able to demonstrate that we've got strengths, that we've got, you know, we've got something there to offer to somebody else, but we also want to carry on growing at the same time. If we don't do the carry on growing bit, we just take for granted that actually what we're doing is good enough. Hmm. And we don't second guess or question things. A lot of the time with the hot topics that we talk about, we're trying to challenge just some some thinking. And we're trying to put this perspective into the lives of the listeners to say, well, actually, kind of, what am I doing that's really great? Hmm. And what else could I be doing to hmm. make sure I don't take any of this stuff for granted? Hmm. Yeah. That, for some reason, has me like, huh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That taking for granted is, uh, is, um, yeah, that brings, there's a lot there, right? It's just so easy yeah, to do. And it, it just destroys so much. Like it's, it's this, it's not a, it's not an active destructive force. It's just the passiveness, the apathy of taking for granted yeah. just destroys so much. Well, we all want to be appreciated in life. Yeah. 
you know, even, and it's not, this isn't just about intimate relationships, it's all the relationships that we've got, that we're connected with. We all want to be appreciated, we want to know that we matter, we want to know that actually we're adding something, there's, there's some value in this connection that we've got together. Yeah. And um, with 50% divorce rates, there's this feeling of like, we can just get another or like, oh, we're done. Um yeah, but it's, but how many of those, you know, how many of those fifty percent actually, you know, could yeah. have turned things around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, by focusing on some of the things that we just shared in the love desk there, yeah. and lots of the other topics that we discuss on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's true, not all of them, but some of them. Yeah, yeah but there's some, some clear kind of steps there. There's some clear themes and messages that come out, mm. and that's when we need to do the work. Yes, that's true. Okay, food for thought. Yes. Food for thought. Ah. Okay, shall I move us to a question, madame? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this question feels like it's aptly timed for our discussions today. As it always is, yeah. Okay, today's question. I'm sure my relationship is heading for divorce. We've been together for 25 years, but it doesn't seem like we're able to talk to each other anymore. Lately, the arguments have come thick and fast. Yeah. And and I do have some clients who are at like the 25-year mark, and this is exactly where it is. It is so, mm-hmm. it's a field overgrown. You, you It's very hard to understand where to start. And it's like, no lawnmower will do like we've got to heck out like it's the heavy duty equipment because Mm. it's just again so overgrown yeah 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 25 years 25 years of just like earlier like not saying what your needs are and just putting off conversations right comes back to the hot topic like yeah or the um the the love desk yeah yeah but i mean it's all of those things right so i would bet my bottom dollar that this couple have not invested the time in their relationship to create those moments of connection. Mm-hmm. They haven't had some of those tough conversations. Yeah, they haven't kind of prioritized the relationship. They haven't told each other what they think and feel on a regular basis. They haven't had that regular open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things, they probably have taken each other for granted. They've rested yeah. on their laurels. Most of us have and most of us do. Yeah. And they're probably wearing flannel PJs in bed. Oh my God. Ah. See, that's the thing. That's We're the thing, Sarah. Gonna get away We're from never going to get away from flannel PJs. That's, I've, I can't unsee it. Eventually, I'll forget about it. No, we won't. But I think it is, you know, it's this, for me, what really kind of st- stands out is that kind of taking each other for granted. And I can bet that mm. that's there. Mm. And not recognizing how important you are to each other and then sharing what it is that makes the other person so important to you Mm -hmm. and so special Mm -hmm. you know we forget about some of those feelings of the heart and as relationships develop over time we can often go very kind of Mm head-based like if you really had to drop down into your heart space and just share everything that you felt about your partner what would you say you know this is where so you and I both caution that the, the love, sick, dopamine, high initial infatuation phase of a relationship lasting anywhere from six months to two years, that that is always going to change. And it is. Mm-hmm. 
At the same time, it is super important never to forget that initial desire and what you felt because mm -hmm. really, um, you are at your best. Like your person is mm -hmm. actually seeing you at your best. Mm -hmm. You take your partner for granted, then you take yourself for granted steadily over time. But like retrieving some of those gems of that first mm -hmm. infatuation period are great. All too often we say, ah, but that period was just the start. That was a mirage that didn't exist. It sure as hell existed. Yeah. And you were yeah. great then. Yeah. There's definitely a need for something that's quite head on in this situation, I think. And the other aspect I would say about this question is, you know, are we heading for divorce? You know, it's gone straight from kind of the bickering set in. We've started to kind of, you know, I can see the arguments, I can spot them. Mm -hmm. And then I've gone to actually the only solution is divorce. I get it. I'm in a total catastrophizer, right? Like we catastrophize. Yeah. See this all the time. It's yeah. like that there's nothing, there's no space in between. Yeah. It's kind of from naught to a hundred yeah. and there ain't nothing that's going to stop us from being there, which is just so far from the truth. Yeah. And which is why we do the work that we do yeah. to try and show another way, show another path. It isn't just because you've started to argue a bit more doesn't mean it's the nail in the coffin of your relationship. No. It means there's a little kind of beacon going off in the corner going, hang on a minute, yeah. we need to look at this. Mm -hmm. There's something not working. This isn't a good result. Yeah. So it's a warning sign. It's an alarm system. This is, this yeah. is a great place to be. It is. But so many it of us... It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> no, it doesn't feel like that because we're not used to um, hard emotions and we're not... Yeah prepared to work through hard things to, to get to the good. And we don't like conflict. We do not like conflict. Yes. Hasn't been my friend not. before. I'm getting more comfortable with conflict a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way your face looks up there like, yeah. I'm so proud. I'm down with this conflict shit. I feel like I <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. I want my gold stars. <laughs> but, but it is true. Like human beings, like, so, like if I were to survey the highway that runs under my apartment building, I wonder how many of those cars driving by have their engine light on. How many yeah. of those cars have been driving on an engine light on for months, yeah. right? Oh, something's not wrong. Well, something's wrong. I'm going to ignore it. And so, yeah, so like, it's really important to, I'll, I'll tell you the, the reason why we do the work is to help people find a way, but to be perfectly honest, like a lot of my work is being a energy diffuser in a session with a couple who cannot mm. have these conversations without getting triggered and then yeah. blowing up and saying shit that they, that they regret. Mm. And so having a coach in the room is just a third person in the room to be able to broker, to be able to mediate, to be able to be... Um, to let hard things be said and to de decouple it from the reaction so we can actually look mm. at it. And, you know, when I'm coaching people, they have to be on their best behavior because it's, it's, there's a, there's the, the gaze of a, a stranger in the mix and that's mm. therapy. That's good. Um, yeah. that's a, that's helpful, but, uh, you know, indeed, um, the reason why we're so scared is because is, is, is we've tried. We've tried our communication as much as we can, right? Somebody mm -hmm. tries to bring something up, usually in a not very helpful way, passive aggressiveness or anger, right? And then it triggers the other person. They shut down or they get angry. And then it's just then it's just the flinging shit at each other. Like, I want to hurt you as bad as you've hurt me. And then there's the stone cold silence for four days. And then there's this, this like grudging sort of reunion yeah. But it shoves everything under the carpet. How can you tell I have lived this cycle after cycle? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the flashbacks. Vietnam will never end. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, and and so if you lived with that enough, you're like, well, I mm. guess it's divorce because I've tried to communicate and I haven't been able to, but that's what communication looks like for the vast majority of couples. Yeah. I, I think in this case, I don't get a sense that this has been going on for a while. I think this is something that's a change in behavior, a change of pattern, and they're a really good opportunity to be able to nip it in the bud and mm. to try and get some of these conversations up and talked about. Mm. You know, go and take some time out, go for a nice walk, have a coffee somewhere, you know, do do some of these things in public sometimes. You can't actually kind of explode too much of that. Mm, yes, indeed, indeed, yeah. Mm. But there's something, the underlying part here is there are some needs that are going unmet. Yeah. There are some wants, some desires that have never been spoken about. Yeah. Um, you and I had a conversation a few weeks ago about how you can kind of think about something in your mind that you really, truly want. The other person doesn't know about it. They never do it. And you just feel constantly disappointed. We've got to be yeah. able to share these things that are on our mind that are going to make us happy, that are going to bring us a brief moment of joy. Yes. <gasps> yes. That's so true. And it, it it's, comes back time and again to use your words. It's the mm -hmm. same as we... Yeah try to deal with an emotionally dysregulated teenager or yeah. toddler. Actually, those, those are one and the same, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think in this situation, you know, sometimes it can be really good to just go first and try and, um, mm. you know, set the stage and allow, give permission to the other person to be able to mm. kind of share some of those things back. So, you know, this listener could say, I really noticed that we've been kind of bickering and arguing mm. quite a lot recently. Mm. I don't know about you, but it's not kind of where I want to be. Mm. Um, you know, I'm wondering if there's anything we can do to try mm. and stop things from, you know, escalating or getting any worse than because it just feels a bit icky right now. Mm. And so if we put something in that way, then the other person has then got permission to say, yeah, actually, I feel a bit crap too. Like, like, I don't know why, you know, I don't know why we're getting into this, but it kind of starts a conversation. It starts a discussion that otherwise isn't there i like it i like that that's a very nice neutral non-emotionally charged open yeah. open-ended the other thing that's actually coming up for me and i do have to highlight because i see it time and again 25 years puts us around a few transition times it could be an empty nest mm -hmm. it could be yeah, yeah. somebody reaching their late 40s and having yeah. a bit of an existential crisis so what tends to happen is when we're unhappy and dissatisfied with ourselves and where our lives have gone it is not as expected we tend to start picking fights or yeah, if yeah. we're ready to change, we will start picking fights. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll pick fights with our spouse. Yeah. So a lot of the time it has nothing to do with our spouse. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with what's going on for you. That is hard. Yeah. yeah. But again, being able to set, you know, set the stage and give permission to be able to open up on some of that yeah. is got to be a better way than kind of either jumping in defensively or, um, you know, using accusations or kind of saying, look, this is your, you know, you've, you've started to argue with me more. Yeah. Um, you're never satisfied with me. Yeah. Kind of all of that finger pointing. Yeah. That doesn't set the stage for a, you know, a decent conversation that moves you forward. No, I mean, it's true. And it's what you're doing with that intro statement is you're seeking consensus on what the underlying problem is. We can all agree... Yeah that this is not fun, feels icky. Yeah. And that's the first stage, right? It's like, I'm finding this a bit rubbish. Uh -huh. How are you finding it? Yeah. That's the first, you get to that consensus then. It's like, uh -huh. yeah, actually, I agree with you. This is, this is pretty crap and I don't, yeah. don't want to be like this. Right. 
And then you're in that kind of teammate position then. Well, there might be a, yeah, I don't want to be here. And if you weren't such a dick, we wouldn't be here. But like, <laughs> that would quickly follow, right? And as if I were there on a coach, I'd be like, I, I get those feelings. But can we both agree that irrespective of how you would assign blame to why this is the case, but the how, yeah. the, the what we can agree on, we can yes. basic working definition. Yeah. And then from there... The beautiful thing about working with a couple is that like the rules of the game are generally speaking, there's no such thing as one person is 100% at fault and the other person is 0% culpable. That yeah. never happens, except for yeah. some abusive situations that are the exception mm -hmm. to that rule. But other than that, it means that if we can agree on what the problem is, and that we can agree that we don't like being here, then we roll up our sleeves and it's like, well, neither of us are 0% or 100%. So, yeah, you know. It's going to be some combination of both of us doing some work here. Yeah. And that's the start to some really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key thing for me in this is, you know, don't believe that it's over. There's so much um, hope and opportunity to be able to actually just take a look. It's also a chance for a bit of a rebirth that says we want to do things differently. Yeah. And it's that having that, recommitment to each other I think yeah. is just so important it, it is and look and I'm not going to blame I have had couples or individuals who've realized you know what we should make it work we're both great people it seems in reach but you know what too much time has passed too much debris has fallen on this relationship and I'm afraid I'm not able to reinvent myself in this situation I need a fresh slate regrettable but if that happens you're in choice, right? And, and that's Absolutely, where divorce, yes. after you've like tried and, and reckoned with what would it look like to reinvent myself and reinvent us and what, what work would be necessary? Yeah, totally. But I think the majority of people skip that bit in the middle that don't yeah. say, yeah. actually, yeah, let's, let's evaluate this. Let's look yeah. at whether the relationship really is worth saving and whether I, you know, want to invest what, what's needed in order yeah. to get us back on track skip that bit and just go this isn't working this is never gonna work um I'm packing my bags and I want you know I'm on the phone to the divorce lawyer as I'm driving out the out the driveway <laughs> and downloading bumble and hinge at this and, and yeah. tinder at all the same yeah. time yeah and, and I'm, I'm moving on well and the, the hard part is um the hard part is that like, there's so like dating apps make us think like we think that it's way easier on the dating scene mm. than it actually is. Yeah. So we think like, oh, the grass is so much greener on the other side. I'm just going to pick up somebody new. It'll be great. But it's not actually no very easy. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. The reality of your future vision is never the same as the fairy tale that happened before it. Well, the reality of the thought that I just need to find a better person and yeah. then all my problems will be solved. That's where underlying, um, that's where the, the problem is. It, you know, the thing is a lot of relationships are fixer uppers. Like you could certainly buy a new house, but just if you can figure out, does this house have good bones? Does it have good mm. structure? Even if we have to tear down a lot of it, is it built on a solid foundation? And if it yeah. is, then that's something that you're going to want to fix up and not just flip the house and move on to the next one. Not that I own real estate, but if I did, <laughs> I'd be looking at the foundation um, and looking for cracks in the concrete. And if it was actually pretty good, I'd be like, hey, I think we can work on this. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Bring in a good contractor. Bring in a coach. Yeah. 
Yeah, never be afraid to reach out, get some help, get some support with the things yeah. that are going on. I regret not bringing help in. I really do. I, I thought I could DIY my relationships and I, I, I was a fool. Mm. I was a fool. I should have brought in yeah. help. And many people come to that very same realization. Mm-hmm. I love the house analogies. It's awesome. I don't even have a, <laughs> a horse in this race, but <laughs> I really love it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I'm feeling All fired right. up. We are indeed. Mm-hmm. We are indeed. Yeah. All right. Okay. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.